Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smart Connections podcast hosted by the University of Memphis uh, School Mental Health Access to Resources through Telehealth. We call it the Smart Research Training and Treatment Center. I'm Dr. Susan Ellswick, Associate Professor and Director of the Smart Center and an active and practicing licensed clinical social worker in Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi. I'm also a licensed school social worker in Tennessee, and today I'm joined uh, by a fellow colleague, Lisa Wall, who is a health educator in Kentucky Public Schools. Lisa, tell us a little bit about yourself and your position in Kentucky schools. Thank you, Susan. As she stated, my name is Lisa Wall. I am a health educator for sixth through eighth grade students in Berea, Kentucky. And I have been doing this for about six years as I previously taught physical education. Awesome. Thanks, Lisa. Lisa and I were actually connected a number of years ago by becoming cadre trainers for the Dove Self-Esteem Project. Uh, so I'm actually trained as a cadre trainer focusing on school social workers and mental health practitioners in schools. And Lisa was trained as a health educator and focusing specifically in uh, teacher and health education. All cadre trainers across the nation focus on embedding this content into the school system for purposes of educating and supporting the needs of students. Um, so a little bit more about the Dove Self-Esteem Project, if you're not familiar. The Dove Self-Esteem Project was created from a vision where beauty is a source of confidence, not anxiety. The Dove Self-Esteem Project has reached over 60 million young people with self-esteem education. And by 2030, we're aiming to have helped a quarter of a billion build their positive body image. Our mission is to ensure that the next generation grows up enjoying positive relationships with the way they look, helping young people raise their self-esteem and realize their full potential. The Dove Self-Esteem uh, Project was uh, partnered with leading experts in the fields of psychology, health, and body image to create a program of evidence-based resources that includes parenting advice to help young people form healthy friendships, overcome body image issues, and be their best selves. So I'm gonna pass it over to Lisa. So we want to make sure everyone understands how this works and who can utilize the program. Parents, teachers, school counselors, school nurses, after school programs can all utilize the DCEP curriculum. It works by either using the mini lessons, the single lesson or the six day lesson all the material, lesson plans, videos, worksheets are embedded into the curriculum. So you're not trying to make up or create your own curriculum. Everything is included. Even what to say as you are going through the lessons. Those using the curriculum just need to adapt their lessons to their target group. So if it's just a girls group, if it's your health education class, if it's an after-school program, you can pick and choose the things that you need from the curriculum that you want to focus on for your target group. Now we're going to see how the set curriculum is used for mental health programming and social workers. So as a school social worker, Susan, how do you utilize DSEP in your work? 
Yeah, well, um, I actually utilize DCEP a couple of ways. So uh, I am a faculty member within the School of Social Work at the University of Memphis. And I do teach the licensure prep courses for aspiring school social workers in the state of Tennessee. So I actually embed DCEP training into my curriculum and train the school social work students in the DCEP model to prepare them for implementing the content in schools once they're hired in. So I like to think this type of curriculum infusion is building not only the next school social work leaders into champions about healthy body image and self-esteem, but it's also preparing them with content and a curricula that is evidence-based and ready to use in practice. Um, the other way I use DCEP is I actually still provide direct services in school. So I am uh, in higher education, but I also do direct service delivery in local school systems in Tennessee. And I actually utilize the curriculum in my school social work practice a couple of ways. First, um, we can provide this content as a social worker or mental health practitioner in schools as a universal tier one intervention. So that would be an intervention that every child in the school that's age appropriate would have access to the content. Um, so it could be an entire grade or an entire cohort of students receive the information through push-in programming. So the school social worker or the school counselor or the school mental health practitioner would go into the classrooms and then present the materials to open a dialogue about this important topic. The second way we kind of utilize this intervention is oftentimes teachers, nursing staff, and administrators may actually identify a child or student that needs additional support related to a specific need or topic, and they will then refer them to the mental health team in the school. So we actually receive a lot of referrals for children and students who have issues related to body image or low self-esteem and even depression. And when we receive these referrals, we support those children within a tier two framework. Um, and that's where we would actually do small pullout groups uh, and provide specific supports to those identified children. So by hosting small groups of students who have similar needs, well, we can actually embed the evidence-based content into that group programming for those students, not only supporting their health and well-being, but also we are creating a natural peer support system in this type of service delivery. So the students actually build relationships that go way beyond just the group intervention. So we kind of do it as a universal tier one intervention um, and, and support system, but we can also use it as a tier two group intervention. That's a great idea. That's something I may need to mention to my school counselor and because we also have students that I have seen need the support. Yeah. Uh, more than what I can provide in the classroom and actually some students that I don't reach because they don't come through my rotation. So having her use this for those kids that she can see that needs them would be a wonderful addition. Absolutely. And I love that kind of cross-disciplinary work, like working together across education and nursing and school counseling and mental health. It's, it's just a great opportunity for all kids. Yes, it is. Well, how do you feel the curriculum supports students in school with body confidence and self-esteem? So I really like that this curriculum is broken down in a way that it's easily digestible for students. Um, it starts off with psychoeducation about body image and body confidence and then kind of builds towards supportive activities. The topics are relatable and are a conversation starter for those students to discuss actual real life events and needs in their daily lives around body image and self-esteem. Uh, the curriculum definitely helps to make a difficult topic more accessible to students, and it assists in normalizing these needed conversations. 
It also provides them techniques to combat negative thoughts that may have about themselves and their own body and assist in building their own body confidence. What is your favorite part of the curriculum? Yeah, so uh, definitely my favorite part of the curriculum um, is a section where we discuss how images, uh, like images you might see on social media or Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram, how, how they're often manipulated. They're not uh, what we think we're seeing. And the students get to see the behind the scenes of a photo shoot uh, and what often is hidden from the consumer in prepping for one of those great photos that we see on Snapchat. Also, um, there is a section of the curriculum where the students are asked to analyze ads and really reflect on what is this ad selling or what is this ad really trying to tell me? And so that is where I believe a lot of students really have those aha moments uh, and start to really see how some of the things that they're exposed to on social media may actually be uh, negatively impacting them in a way that they may not realize. Uh, and a lot of them are surprised by the videos and how social, me social media is actually um, oftentimes exploiting students and children. I would have to say that's my favorite part. And I use a lot of the Dove Self-Esteem Project when I do my nutrition lesson. Oh, yeah. Because we get to the end and it starts talking about um, eating disorders and how social media can affect people. And recently I just did this. And the kids were amazed at the videos yeah. that DSEP has provided. And they're just, they don't think about what goes into having those pictures made. And I try to make them understand these people don't wake up looking this way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and they normally would not. And you're not going to look this way unless you have a team of hairstylists, makeup artists, fashion people to pick out your outfits so to just be happy with themselves so that's probably my favorite part of it too yeah what do your students say about the curriculum actually the students that I work with love the curriculum and they're really active and participating in in the sessions um I often will hear them say it helped them to really see what ads are selling to be a better consumer themselves and really how a lot of what they see in social media is just really not real. Um, and also how that goes and does negatively impact them in many ways. And I believe it, it helps them to be better wellness detectives, if that's what you wanna call it for themselves, being able to identify what might be helpful or harmful that they're exposed to. Yep. So some of the outcomes and benefits, which I think that we've kind of talked about, um, we, the benefit or the outcome is improving boys and girls self-esteem. And I think the boys sometimes get lost in this, yeah. that sometimes people don't feel that boys have low self-esteem, but they do. So we do want to make sure everyone understands this is a curriculum for both boys and girls. And it's just about improving their self-esteem and their overall body confidence. And like we have already referred, teaching them, you know, social media is not necessarily real. Um, one thing that I like to make sure my students understand, and it's sad, but it's a truth, is in Kentucky, we had a lady that went missing. Mm. Um, unfortunately, the outcome wasn't great. But because of filters used on Snapchat, Instagram, and things like that, 
they never had a clear picture of what the young lady looked like. Oh, wow. I also try to emphasize to my students, I understand you wanted to, you know, do all these great filters, but take pictures of you Mm -hmm. because the police in this situation, you know, they didn't have a lot of good pictures to go by because it wasn't a true picture. Um, I even had a group of students on my Twitter um, had them post, you know, this is just me picture, no filter. And that was the hashtag, no filter, just taking pictures. Oh, yeah. But we want to make sure through this curriculum that everyone knows that every body is beautiful. Absolutely. And I think that's such a good point, right? Like really uh, pinpointing the need for for students to feel confident and comfortable uh, about just themselves without that filter. And that's a pretty powerful story about how that young lady didn't even have an opportunity to be herself for us to be able to identify her. So that's that's a powerful example for sure. Well, how can you tell me how individuals can find out more about the DSET program? Absolutely. Um, So we'll definitely, this podcast is hosted by the University of Memphis Smart Center, uh, and we actually utilize the Anchor podcast platform, so it will be posted there for um, future use. Uh, But this podcast and many more will be available to listeners, but in order to access the DSEP materials, um, there's a couple of ways you can do it. First, we're going to have available a a flyer that you can click on a QR code uh, where you'll be asked to complete a form uh, indicating that you would like access to the curriculum and we will send that curriculum out to you so you can utilize it in your schools and in practice and then also be sure to uh, actually check out the DSEP website there are a lot of great materials resources and information on the website um, not just for mentors and teachers but also for parents and caregivers and there's just a lot of uh, great rich information there but definitely look out for our flyer that is highlighting this podcast and the use of DSEP in schools by mental health practitioners and teachers click on that QR code and you'll be able to access those uh, direct curriculum. Uh, We just want to thank you for joining us and we hope that you're able to stay connected. Thanks so much. Thank you all.